Welcome, guys, to Kells and Betsy podcast, where we are focused on raising private capital and investing with purpose. So whether you are a new investor or even a real estate experienced investor, rather, looking to buy your business, understanding the art of raising private capital is crucial in today's competitive landscape. So join us as we navigate the complex realm of attracting investors, securing funding, and building meaningful relationships that fuel your business growth. All right, welcome guys to our show. I'm your host, Felicia, and I have my co-host today, Betsy. What's hey. going on? What's going on? Super excited to be here with some awesome friends. Um, we met them. Oh, I met them at the at Amy Majori's conference, and it just was an awesome conversation from the get go. And um, they did not tell me they had brought their dogs to the hotel to the conference. I was like, that was insane. And then our guest here too. He's um well, the guy, they're partners together, but huge Lakers fan. I did not know how big of a fan he is until we met in person. Um, but they have a ton of things to share with us today. But before we even dive into it. And yeah, let's, um, you guys, everything that we talk about is from our experience. So please, please note the following information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own due diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. Every case is different. Don't go out there and be like, Bessie, please just told me this. No, no, no. Mm-mm. So always get some advice, guys. Uh, we believe in the power of partnerships. We believe in the power of leveraging each other's strengths and knowledge. So please go out there and make informed mistakes. Yes. And so let's, a little bit of backstory. Uh, or guess that they, the company name is MG, MWGM Properties. And the founders are Michael and Grace, and they're focused on buying, selling, renting residential real estate across the country. And the great, fantastic thing about it, they are doing a lot of out-of-state investing. So not a lot of persons, you might have questions about how they got started. How are they even doing this? So I just like everywhere, everywhere we talk about it where they acquired a new property it's a different state i'm just like how are you guys doing that so i'm very excited to talk to them about that so let's bring them on so they can share their story guys welcome michael and grace to our show welcome guys hey guys thanks for um coming and spending time with us today yeah four months ago Like, shout out to the Brandon. Like, you guys are came fully prepared, representing MWGM property. Man, look at those shirts. I love those. I'm wearing one too. <laughs> We're just missing our other two business partners. Yeah. The, the, our dog. Our the dog. <laughs> Imagine well, how cute that would be too. They have their own Brandon. You could have them on the back of the shirts next time with the little, a little like double digit returns with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can also think about like Mochi and Wobbles buys houses. Yeah, we're thinking about like, eight houses too. So you know that should be like a little slogan. That is genius. That is like you guys should do that. That's gonna get so much people talking just to see. 
people love their animals. They love their dogs. Yeah. You know? He wants a construction company to call Wobbly Construction. Right. For our dog. I was like, I don't know how. Or Wobbly Foundation, you know, something like that. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. That's a good marketing name. Yeah. That's a pretty good like, How did that work? How did that come about? And it'd be like, it's our well, dog. Well. <laughs> Not but, that we do wobbly foundation. No. <laughs> but like, I mean, we know what you guys are doing, um, but it's always good to share. Um, who's Michael and Grace? How did you guys get into real estate investing? What were you doing before and how did you make that switch? So we started off by, you know, as many people do is, you know, watch HGTV. <laughs> and <there's> like- <laughs> And so we were, yeah, we were living in Oregon at the time. So our only real estate experience was like buying our home there. And mm-hmm. so as far as like work-wise, um, I was a, am still a licensed marriage and family therapist and he's in nursing. And so we started just kind of thinking about, oh, well, we can do that. Like, you know, people buying distressed properties and, you know, putting some nice wallpaper and paint and making it look pretty and then selling for profit right? Just simple math. And yeah, and that then, was April of 2021 mm-hmm. that we got started. Uh, we, we joined this uh, real estate investor community um, back in 2021 and it just started from there. So HGTV, but like really like, was there like a specific thing that pushed you guys? You're like, no, we really need to give this a shot. Oh yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have that, for money. That and motivated. just thinking about like, you know, I, I don't remember if it was like when we had moved, it was right between moving from Oregon back to California. And we were just yeah. thinking, do we want to keep working this for the rest of our lives? We're definitely going to be comfortable, but what do we want our lives to really look like in the future? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the research, we did some research. We're like, well, most people are doing real estate investing okay, how do we do this? Because we don't want to do something without any knowledge. Yeah. And did you have your own office by then? Like, were you, were you like practicing on your own or? Oh, for me? Yeah. I had just moved and started with a group. So we had moved right before COVID started. So I had just joined a group practice, set up my office and start building up my client caseload. And that was when, yeah, I had to move everything back home to my home office mm-hmm. and start working from there. So that's kind of when we started kind of thinking about, okay, yeah. what do we want our life to look like. What are the markets that you guys are investing in right now? Yeah, so currently we're investing in Oregon and Indiana. Uh, we're looking into Texas and Tennessee and, of course, California as well. The, what, what, what made you lend? to Indiana? Um, So Indiana, when we were looking at, when we kind of felt like we were hit a plateau, we weren't getting as many deals as we wanted to, Mm -hmm. we started looking into a different state and we started looking into rentals because when we first started investing, we only thought about flips. We didn't think about like owning rentals because we just want, you know, money right away. And so we started looking at landlord friendly states and then from there, I started look, thinking about college towns because, you know, we, we lived in Eugene, Oregon, which is University of Oregon. It's a college town. 
yeah. and we kind of know how 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 it is over there. And so we started looking at these major colleges. We ended up settling for the University of Notre Dame, which is in South Bend, Indiana. Then we started looking at the properties there and we started noticing that there's a lot of potential that people are just not looking at. And that's how we got into Indiana. Oh, wow. And then was your first project in Indiana, was that actually a fix and flip or was it a buy and hold? Yeah, so we purchased three properties at one time. So we ended up getting three properties started and um, all three of them, we were thinking of doing them as a short-term rental just because University of Notre Dame, the athletic program, football season is very popular. And we started- Well, so hold on one second. Yeah. You just said something like you breeze right over it. You're like, we bought three properties one time. Yeah. For a lot of persons, especially if they're new, they're going to be like, are you insane? How did you do that? Like, walk us through that process. Was it that you were making multiple offers and all those offers got accepted at once? Like, what was that feeling to be buying three properties at once? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't in, intentional. So the part <laughs> that we, we did do that's important is once we decided what markets, we started doing research on mm -hmm. specific neighborhoods that we wanted to focus on. So we really narrowed down our buy box and yeah. then we just started doing, he really took on the agent networking. I took on the MLS and then we started joining like a lot of the groups to look for wholesalers um, to, to use what we could use at the moment to get the deal. So we just really focused on that. And then we got the first one under contract through MLS um, so we always kind of look for the ones that have been on the market for a while that, you know, nobody's touching. And this one was in like one of the top neighborhoods over there. So, um, we contacted the agent, got it under contract. And then I think, uh, the next one came, the next one came through a wholesaler. Um, I found him on Facebook, you know, the little, um, the community Facebook groups and, you know, the deal just seemed too good. So we just, you know, decided to buy that one. And then we saw another deal on the MLS for another property about a block away from the wholesale property. And so we put an offer on that one and we got all three. So we all got all three within like a couple of days of each other, all without actually stepping foot in Indiana. I'd never been to Indiana until we got these properties. Wow. Well, and did you guys acquire them like cash? Were you guys like putting offers in for tra traditional financing? So these were all additives. Um, these were all we, we all said, you know, this will be a cash cash offer. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, I guess they're not used to it over there. And so when you put a cash offer in, even though it's below their asking, you know, we kind of got into the forefront of like, you know, um priority basically. So at that time when you guys use the traditional financing, was were you using hard money, not hard money, private money for any of those deals? Yes. So two of those properties, we actually did a hard money. Mm -hmm. And the wholesale we did as a private money. And that was the first time you ever used private money before. Well, also my thing, my next question is because now I'm gonna be like a complete newbie. I'm no expert here. Um, so you use hard money to purchase two and then it used private money like what was the idea to be like 
let's try to see if we can get private money. Do you have like a friend, a family, or someone who has used private money before? Like, where did that thought come from? Okay, so the private money, um, honestly, before joining Amy Majority's group, I mm -hmm. never looked for private money. I kind of felt there was like a stigma to, towards it, like, you know, asking people for their own money. Yeah. And um, the way we found this private money lender is I play basketball um, with a couple of friends every week. And mm -hmm. uh, he follows me on Instagram and he saw our reels that we're doing for our properties. And he reached out to me and asked me like, hey, you know, I want to invest. You know, I have some money lying around. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you had money. You know, I thought you were broke, you know. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we started talking and all of a sudden he just told me he has like, a, you know, a hundred plus thousand that he wants to invest, which was perfect because our property, you know, with the rehab and purchase was going to be around like a hundred, a hundred thousand. So he financed the whole thing? He financed the whole thing. Yeah, purchase and rehab. Yes. Whoa. So, and at that time, like, did you guys know anything about how to protect their money, and, like the documents and all those stuff? Or did you go on Google? Like, because I went on Google on my first private money because I had no clue what to do. Yeah. So at that time, luckily, I think we had, we had been in the program for maybe like a couple months. And so mm -hmm. we had been like, you know, like trying to network and, and get the people for the private money. And then it was just around like, waiting for that deal to happen, which like, you know, we talk about it a lot in our group, like, you know, you got to have the capital ready, you know, both has to happen, right? You have to have the deal for the capital, but you have to have capital for the deal. So it kind of worked out with this one because for hard money, a lot of times they won't lend under a hundred thousand mm -hmm. so for properties over there that are, you know, sometimes purchase and rehab is under a hundred thousand. Yeah. They might not lend for that yeah no that's definitely true because i know when i started investing in memphis that was an issue that i had before too because a lot of hard monies they're like no the property needs to the purchase and rehab cost and everything needs to be over like seventy five thousand or 100k right. but when you get the property is like so cheap and the rehab is like so low as well it's like it's kind of hard to figure out how to do it so that's pretty good that you guys just because you were posting online, it, 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 it happened that you found someone that's already in your network. Right. Because I think if you guys were just, as you said, playing basketball and talking about money, maybe he would even say like, I have money, I want to invest. You would even know that he had that kind of money sitting, sitting on, but because you were posting what you were doing, it's like you're attracting more lenders. And you guys are like, I remember when you guys started like, he wasn't even posting that much. And then after a while, I think there was a switch and it was just post after post after post. Yeah, that switch it happened it went because of you. <laughs> when you did that little presentation yeah. at Amy, that Amy Majority's little, like, before. yeah, that little truth. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I guess in a way, you know, you, know, you kind of got us that little PML. PML because of you kind of like telling us to post almost every day, doing right. reels and like setting it up the way, you know, hashtags and all that. I didn't know how to do that until your little Tuesday call. Uh, oh, yes. I was like, yeah, I, I can't remember, keep forgetting that I did that Tuesday call showing how to do real. Oh, yeah. that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we we're like, oh, 
we got to change her profile to like this. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember now because you guys were asking, like, should we keep it separate because you had the company name? And I was like, right. no, keep oh. mm -hmm. That is yeah. Take credit for it, Kalisha. That's all you. <laughs> no, this is just the scene. And now, like, refresh, I'm like, oh my God, you're so right when we did that. But have you found any other like private money lenders through social media or what are some of the ways that you guys are finding um, your lenders? Are you now exclusively using private lenders? Um, we're still doing a mixture of both. Just um, like, for example, right now, um, we have a property in Oregon right now, a cabin, and that one is exclusively, exclusively funded by PML, two PML. And, but we're still, you know, we're still keeping the hard money lenders, you know, in our network because, you know, in California, if we do get a property, these are like $800,000, $900,000 properties. And mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that has like $800,000 lying around. Yeah. So, you know, we're keeping our hard money lenders, you know, we're, we're still keeping them in our, in our network. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you guys are using your strategies and just expanding because you know people who have that money and in California and might, might not be as valuable as in other states because yeah. it's so much cheaper over here than it would be in California. Yeah. And it really just depends. I think we're looking at it like depending on the deal because we have relationships with great hard money lenders. And so it just kind of depends on, you know, does it make more sense for this one mm -hmm. to hard money? or with private money. Right. And, and for her, Grace is like, she is the one who, the one that connects with the hard money lenders. Like for our two properties that were funded by uh, hard money lenders in Indiana, she got a hard money lender in California who never, who never loaned in Indiana to get in there. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's all Grace. So when it comes to hard money lender, that's Grace. When it comes to PML, that could be me. So if you guys can go in as detailed as possible, you said that the, the, the cabin in Oregon, you have two private money lenders. Could you tell us like, how did you pitch the deal? If there was any like, um, what do you call it? Like drawback, not drawback, but like they're saying like a little iffy about the deal and how did you structure it? How did you ensure their money was protected? Was there like anything that kind of prevented you guys, try to stop you guys from getting those PMLs? Yeah, so for that one, we we had built up a relationship with one of them. And so mm -hmm. they were kind of ready to go waiting for a deal. And then, so when we got the property under contract, uh, you know, we, we typically will do like a little blurb sheet yeah. um, and send it out to anybody that we think might be interested. So we put the details of it, what long the terms are, um, and then we, we just kind of blasted out to different groups. Um, and then this one, the other private money lender reached out through us through one of our investing groups that we were in and they were kind of new and wanted to learn the process. Um, but they were also, I think we got really lucky. They were like, all our private money lenders have been like ready to go. And they're just wanting to actually learn about the process, um, mm -hmm. like being a private money lender, but also wanting to be investors. So it was kind of an ideal situation where we can walk them through. Um, and then, you know, their questions were pretty standard of how is it protected? Um, you know, what lien position do I go in? How does that work? Um, so we were able to kind of walk them through those steps. And mm -hmm. then also they were taking their um, 
money out of a retirement account. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of, you know, recommended that they seek their professional, you know, tax people, their bank person, make sure because we were like, we don't know, because they also had like a special type of account. Um, so it's really important to know like what your limitations are and the people that you could refer your private money lenders to, because that really made them feel comfortable knowing that we wanted to make sure they were fully informed and understood the process. Yeah. And I think sometimes with whenever, especially you want the funding for that deal, there's always a thin line where you have this person who's completely new, but you need the money ASAP. So it's always trying to find like a balance. Do I have the patient to explain the process and be okay that if they decide to pass on this deal, but still provide value to that person, because in the future, they can lend you on another deal as well. So a lot of persons don't even have that patience because they just want to close and get that deal funded and say bye-bye. So I kind of like that you, you guys mentioned that you still explain the process and at the end, they funded on, they lent on that deal. So that's pretty good. Whoa. Yeah. And so ultimately for this cabin, we had three private money, money lenders. Mm -hmm. um, the one that took the money out of the retirement account, they lended. So ultimately we need about $300,000 for this yeah. cabin. So the PML lended 225, the, they got first lien. The second one lended 50 and then the third one lended 30, 30K. So that's and they were fine with just like a promissory note. They didn't need to be reported. Yeah. Whoa. So first, second, and third lien, right? You put first, first, second, and then the other one was just a promissory note. Yeah. Sure. And then they were rolled over from a previous. So they were like, I just want to keep my money yeah. going. Oh. Those are worth an investor want to hear. Just roll it over into something oh, else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and a good thing you guys have that deal close. So that, that's been pretty good as well. Uh, my, my next question is, how are you, um, cause you were mentioned that you guys are doing agent outreach. So it seems like you guys have the deal flow under control. How are you managing the relationships that you have with these existing, existing private money lenders, especially if they haven't even funded a deal as yet, but they're interested in lending with you? Yeah. So, uh, every two weeks or every three weeks, I send out like a newsletter, just giving them updates of the progress mm -hmm. of the property that they landed on just so they know, you know, we want to keep them in the loop, yeah. right? I mean, there are some lenders who don't really care what's going on as long as they know they're going to get their money back. But there are some lenders who, like, for example, like this one, the one that lended at 225, mm -hmm. uh, she was really interested in the cabin itself, you know, just the whole process. So, you know, I kind of want to keep her, keep them up to date in regard to like, you know, what's happening, the timeline. And so, you know, I just want to cater, make sure that everyone we, everyone feels like they're not being forgotten about, yeah. right? And so newsletters, you know, sometimes we text them just to, you know, just to say hi mm -hmm. and just things like that. Just making, you know, touch it every now and then. Do you have a special CRM that you're um, keeping track, like a database with all your lenders or everything is manual? Everything is manual for me. I mean, I'm not to the point where I need a CRM to, you know, keep in contact. Yeah. Uh, once I know eventually I'm going to need to when I get more, uh, but at this very moment, everything's manual. Manual. I think that's how a lot of persons start. Um, but for some, they're like, oh my God, I need a special CRM. No, you do not. Right. 
Yeah, we'll use Google spreadsheet. Yeah. Canva to do like an all night posters. That's it. BCC everyone on an email or see whatever it is. Exactly. So many notes in our iPhone. It's like note here. Yeah. Yeah, right now the what I'm using is my contact list. So I have like a special private money lender contact list where then the last conversation I put it in the notes. Like this is the last conversation oh. I had. So maybe oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to see if iPhone comes out with with Apple comes out with something like special with contacts because that would help a lot. <laughs> I think the only thing they have in there is like when you have the contact as you could, when you save it, there's like a note section. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I've been and you doing. Can group them too, so I have them grouped, but I kind of want to yeah. see like if and like you know yeah. more more manageable things. But yeah, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever? Um, because I know we're coming to an end, but have you guys ever had any hit from private money lenders? Like, let's say the deal is really good, but they're so sketchy. They're like, I don't trust you. I don't trust this deal. And how did you overcome those objections that those private lenders had? Yeah, so uh, we have another person who constantly saying that they want to, they want to invest. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever I, you know, pull, I, whenever I, you know, let them know about an opportunity, they come in asking like, oh, so how's my money secured? You know, what if like natural disasters happen or like, you know, there's never like a 100% guarantee. And you know, of course, like that's true. There's never such thing as a 100% guarantee. But as we know, like we try to secure you as much as we can. We're gonna put you through our insurance. We're gonna put you in a lien position. We're gonna have a promissory note. But this person, you know, still it, it, it doesn't seem like it's good enough for him. You're gonna run into lenders like that. I mean, this is also the same person who likes to gamble money. So I'm like, how is that secured, right? You know, like, anyway, so, there are situations where if a lender had that many objections, I would just, you know, I'll just say like, you know what, it just seems like you're not ready to go. And, you know, we just move on. Mm -hmm. there, there's many, there's, there's others out there that who, want, who are ready to go, who want to lend. So I don't want to waste my energy with someone who I kind of need to convince to give them my money or yeah. give them their money. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Grace. I was just saying that they're just not the right lender. Because yeah. I think even if you if you end up take like partnering with them, they sometimes and what I've seen be the worst. Um, because they're like, Oh crap, can I get my money back? You're like, dude, you agreed to six, 12 months. Right. What do you want back in a month? And persons forget sometimes that would when you invest money in real estate, it's not a liquid, it's not like easy to get the liquid out because it's a physical asset. You gotta do so much things to get the money out. And then sometimes those type of lenders could be a pain in the, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah. so, yeah, <laughs> you got to just walk away. You could desperately need that 200K for that deal. But sometimes it's just not worth that headache and the time that it's going to co cost you guys. And what advice would you give to anyone who is maybe looking to invest out of state or looking to raise private money um, that they can take? I would say if, yeah, if you're looking to invest out of state and use private money is to really do your homework. 
right? Like your job is the investor. So make sure you're doing what you need to do to make sure that you have that credibility and you don't have to know all the answers, right? But you should know like, who are the people on your team? Who are the people you can refer to help your private money lender feel comfortable and answer questions, um, you know, and to be transparent. If there's something that you, you don't know, don't pretend. Like there's a difference for us between like posturing and be, like appearing confident versus just flat out faking, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, that's really important is like, we want our, our private money lenders to see here's our credibility. So even though we're branching into maybe a new state or a new market, these are our systems that we're going to continue to utilize. Um, and also references, like we've, we've offered like, hey, you want to talk to somebody that's worked with us before. Um, you want to talk with a contractor, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. we're, we're open to, you know, if it helps them feel comfortable, um, you know, of course there's a line, we, yeah. we want to have that open. And we always want to reiterate, like, if you're going to invest if you're a lender yourself, like you have to make sure that the money you're lending is money that you can survive with, survive without for like six, eight months. Yeah. Because, you know, there will be people who will be, oh, if I land like a month ago, but I need it, I need that money back. Mm -hmm. And you really didn't have that money to invest. Yeah. Right. So this needs to be money that you can basically like, this is this extra money that does not need to stay in your bank account. Mm -hmm. And earn less than 1%. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so insane. Um, because I've seen like persons who know that they're like, oh, my money sit in the bank and earn an interest. Yeah, dude, less than 1%. And you're arguing about making 12% like, or 10%, like it's way better than the one, the less than 1% that you're getting. But I love how you guys really touch on, because you really wanted to show persons how, yes, you can invest out of state and use private money. And also the fact that even Grace is the one Find, making the connection with hard money lenders, maintaining all of that while still having a W-2. So it just goes to show that it is. It is. Um, we want you guys to do it. So you guys should give yourself a pat on the shoulder. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I know this is a little sidetracked too. But as investors, a lot of times, like we want to get to a place, we want to raise private money we want to get that deal and then we get the deal like so quickly like so many of them at once and we get the money and we're like don't even realize that holy crap a couple months ago i thought i i couldn't raise fifty thousand. now i just raised five hundred thousand dollars yeah you know like imagine like someone trust you guys to lend you what's that 225 plus 50 plus 30 on a deal right yeah. yeah, like I said, like it, it, it happened because of Amy majority, right? I, before joining her, I've never thought about raising private money. I never asked anyone for private money. You know, I just thought whenever we buy a property, we're going to use hard money lenders. Mm -hmm. And so she did change our mindset. And from there, it's more of just reaching out to the people we know. Yeah. And eventually they're going to reach out to the people they know, and then they're going to come back to us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, honestly, Within the last year, a lot a lot of our mentality has changed and how we approach properties now. Yeah. And the the people in that network, I think the biggest thing like sometimes people get into investing is I gotta do this myself, right? And like figure out my own resources. Mm -hmm. But like the way of like using private money and in a way it's like how do we all help each other, 
right? Because yeah. private money lender gets to make money mm -hmm. and we get to work on deals and make money. And then, right, everyone around gets a win. So yeah. if we're all trying to do it ourselves, we're all losing together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's so true. That's so true. But no, guys, thank you so much for being on our show. Um, this was like so much value for us. And for, for I'm learning something new, as much as sometimes I've heard, heard it before, you guys have said some things that kind of like gave clarity or fuel another idea that's in my head. Like you may not see it on my face, but there's like a bowl that's a ding ding in my head. It's right um, there on the left side of you right there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but thank you guys for being on our show. Guys, if you are watching um, this episode or listen after, like feel free to leave us a comment. If you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, Grace and Michael handle will be in the description. So you guys can follow them on Instagram. Let reach out to them if you guys have any questions uh, and or handles. Kalisha and Betsy, your hands on the screen. Let's get in touch. Betsy, you want to take us out? I also wanted to say thank you for being here with us and um, just you know, reminding us to be brave and to do things that might be scary. And, um, you know, investing out of state is no easy task, especially when you're forming no, those new relationships with new people. And sometimes you have to fly out and look at the properties and, you know, just put out fires, some literal. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you guys are really an inspiration. And I'm, I'm very thankful you guys um, chose to come on here with us. Um, yeah, sure. So like I said, this should have happened four months ago, but you know, things things <laughs> happened and now it's August. We appreciate thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you for inviting <laughs> us. So whether you're looking to raise capital for real estate or to start a new business or expand a new business, we hope that this episode gave you some insights, tips, and strategies so that you too can invest. Yeah. So you can you too can raise capital and invest with purpose. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.